We got a couple of places we'll be looking at. They'll be in John 10, if, if I don't go a different direction. And we'll be in uh, uh, Matthew, I think, 2. Or we might be someplace completely different, I'm not quite sure. But in Joshua, <laughs> in Joshua 24, you don't turn down, don't It says, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river and also in Egypt. And serve the Lord. He said, hey, no matter where you're coming from, what's had you tangled up and stuff, you just put that stuff away, okay? And just come and serve the Lord. And serve Him sincerely. If it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord, if you say, I don't want to serve Jesus Christ, just do what Gail and Jeff's doing. Walk out. <laughs> Love you guys. Be careful. <laughs> but it is disagreeable in your sight to serve the Lord. Choose for yourselves today whom you will serve. I'm not going to push Jesus on you. You, have, you, have the, you can do whatever you want to. Now normally we look at who we've been serving. We're miserable, aren't we? Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's quit serving that God, that false God, and let's serve the Lord. We just we know He'll receive us as we are. Amen? We don't have to do nothing. We come to Him and turn our life to Him. He'll take it from there. Man, the oh Lord be with Him right now. Watch over Him. Keep Him safe, God. Mm. Well, you're going to serve the gods which your fathers served, which the gods which your fathers served, which were beyond the river, or the gods of the Murrayites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, you might not be able to change the whole world. We don't wish you could. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. <laughs> I mean, that brings you such peace knowing that. Oh, for me and my, you might be saying, "Well, I don't have a house." Okay, you do. You have a temple. The Holy Spirit. For me in this temple, we're going to serve the Lord. Oh, and there's this peace. Don't hey, I'm falling. Hey, I messed up. I goofed up. You can follow Jesus and still mess up. Amen. Oh, he makes some decisions. Like, oh, I knew better. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me. The word was coming at me, and I did it anyway. Well, let's quit doing it. Follow Him. There's something by His word and His name. I'll tell you what. It's just something beautiful and beautiful. Mm. Hey, son. No, no, I'm done. I can smell this pork back here, guys. Everybody bow your head for meditation for 20 minutes. No. Come here, son. Come here, woman. Okay, go sit down. She can't waste her steps. <laughs> <laughs> she can't waste her steps anymore. How many men we have here? Raise your hand. (laughs) 
You know, I'll tell you, I'm really impressed over the last 10 years. There's more and more men coming to the Lord. That's awesome. Well, if you're a man, then you're a son. Why, when I say, come here, son, why did you not come back here? And see? I'll tell you why. He did. Because he knows my voice. Amen? Now, I could have called Angela back also. But Ryan's heard my voice longer than Angela has. And we'll tell you how long Carol has. And then when I said, come here, woman. we got plenty of women in here, don't we? Why did Carol get up and come back? Because she knew my voice. Well, nobody else came back here, okay? Because, well, you're not my woman. I guess it's better that way, you know. Well, that's what the Master is saying here. In John 10, verse 1. So all the years we've been together, I mean, and Vicky, and we've been working together for years and years. I can call Vicky on the phone and I can tell her my name and she knows who I am because she's heard my voice, okay? If, if Charlie would call and say, hey, Vicky, this is Starkey, no, it ain't. <laughs> I, know, I know his voice. That's not him. Okay? Probably would, Charlie. Probably would. Must be that Massachusetts accent, you know. Now, she might get me and Fernando mixed up, you know. <laughs> she might believe that. No. <laughs> but I'm going to share today out of the, uh, the, the Passion Translation. Uh, you might have the New King James, the King James uh, NIV, uh, American Standards. It might be a little bit different, but uh, the contents of the same just explains it differently. But chapter 10, verse 1. Jesus is, listen, is speaking out to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he just healed that blind man, and they got mad at him because he did that. You know, I mean, instead of rejoicing that look at the miracle that took place, man, they didn't like Jesus for doing that. Jesus was taking their glory. He, and Jesus was bringing honor to God. So, listen to this eternal truth. The person who sneaks over the wall to enter into the sheep pen rather than coming through the gate, reveals himself as a thief coming to steal. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate. And because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognize the voice of the true shepherd, for he calls his own by name and leads them out, for they belong to him. And we have brought out all his sheep, he walks ahead of them, and they will follow him, for they are familiar with his voice. But they will run away from strangers and never follow them, because they know it's the voice of the stranger. And Jesus told the Pharisees this parable, even though they didn't understand a word of what he meant. So Jesus went over again. Let's be to eternal truth. I am the gate for the flock. All those who broke in before me are thieves who came to steal, but the sheep never listened to them. I am the gateway to enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief only has one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect life in its fullness until you overflow. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. But the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd, because he has no heart for the sheep. 
he will run away and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming. And when the wolf mauls a sheep, drags them off, and scatters them. What Jesus is, is describing there is in the, we're talking 2,000 years ago. He had a lot of shepherds. Sheep was like the end thing, you know. Right now it might be cattle. Uh, some of you like do llamas, you know. Some like little baby donkeys. But it's sheep. And they have the sheep out on the pastures eating all day long. <laughs> okay. They drink water too, okay. But evening time come, they would bring them off the hills and bring them to the big pen. Okay? So, here I'm a shepherd, I'm bringing my seven, eight sheep in. <laughs> come on, come on. Get names for each one of them, you know. You know. Come on, Vicky. <laughs> come on, Carol. <laughs> and here comes Ryan. He's bringing his sheep down the hill too, you know. Come on, Brad. Come on, Charlie. You know, speaking, singing to the sheep and stuff, you know, getting the voice. And here comes Angela. She's that little donkey, so. But you get four or five shepherds bringing their sheep in at nighttime because at nighttime, and the wolves out there running around want to keep them safe. So they bring them up to the pen, and, and uh, Ned, you're going to be the pen keeper. You can sit there. I'm coming, okay, Ned. Here's my seven sheep. I'll come back tomorrow and get them. Oh, okay, Starkey, I'll see you then. Here comes Ryan the same way. Here comes whoever else got their sheep, bringing them in there because Ned's a gatekeeper. Okay, he brings them in. He's going to watch that gate all night long. Sheep's in there. Mm. Well, next day, Bob Donnelly shows up. He says, Hey, Ned, can I get my sheep? I don't think so. Yeah. They're mine. Hey, uh, Fred, Curly, whatever the name of the sheep is, okay? And they're looking at it. They're not coming towards you. Ned says, Listen, you get out of here. You are not a shepherd of any of these sheep in here. Well, I show up. I say, Hey, Ned, I come get my sheep. Oh, yeah, I recognize you, Starkey. So I walk in there. All these sheep's all mixed up. And I go, hey, come on! And my sheep would hear my voice and come running to me. Ryan's sheep wouldn't come to me because they don't know my voice. They go to him. A stranger they don't go to. So I get my sheep, let him up the door, walk out with them. Take them out there and feed them. But the stranger who comes in to try to get the sheep, they won't respond to them. Why? Because they don't listen to their voice. Their voice, their ears are always on the voice of their shepherd. Otherwise, they're all up at one time. Think of that. First one to get there gets the, gets the flock. <laughs> Ryan shows up. He's bankrupt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> With us, Jesus is saying, telling us that He is a good shepherd. And that as we listen to Him, as we read His Word, you get His voice inside of your spirit. That you can determine the difference between is that the Lord speaking or is that the devil? Now the devil will get pretty close. He'll take the things of the Lord and twist them around and try to confuse you. But I'm telling you what, the sheep would know that their life is in the hands of the shepherd. The sheep would know that there are wolves out there to destroy them. Okay? They would want to listen to the shepherd. They want to hear his voice. 
Follow his lead. When the shepherd's gone this way, gone back out in the pasture, and you walk up a mountainside and there's cliffs over here, the sheep wants to follow the, the shepherd because they don't want to fall off the cliff. I need me a couple of sheep to get the idea. <laughs> anyway, I love this grass, man. It's cool. Alfalfa this time of year. Yes, all the watering hole and stuff. And I know a shepherd, he really, really depends a lot on, really loves me and stuff, but you know what? I'm going to step over here a little bit. <laughs> you guys keep the shepherd busy. I'm going to go over here and graze a little bit today. You know what I'm saying? Uh, are y'all supposed to do that? I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. You're taking your life back in your own hands. You know, the wolf comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Let's put it that way. But after a while, you might find yourself getting tired of following the shepherd. Why? Because you're forgetting where he's bringing you from and where he's taking you to. You know, oh, man, I want something different going on, you know. Them people will look what they're doing. Well, I'm telling you what. The wolf, Satan, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I know we can think about, oh, watch out, man. <laughs> I'm telling you what, if I go knock on the door of the day, open the door, somebody's standing there, red horn sticking up, and big pointy tail, and ugly looking. Woo-hoo! I'm slamming the door. But you hear a knock on the door, and you open it up, and, oh, mama boo. <laughs> I mean, beautiful people don't sin. Do we? <laughs> See, the devil will show up. A wolf in sheep clothing. He can come to you looking like your grandmother. He use all type of ways to try to get in. But, when you know the shepherd, when you know his voice, you won't be fooled unless you want to be. So I imagine a wolf and putting on a sheep's coat and stuff like that. Now how would you tie them apart? I would look at their feet. A wolf's feet and a sheep's feet is not the same. Nothing has ever changed. Everything is still the same. Might be in different circumstances. You might be more desperate today than you was yesterday. I just need some relief. I don't think we're all going to say that from time to time anymore. But the relief comes with the Lord, not the world. For some, they would say, hey, I'm starting to follow Jesus. My life is worse now than it was. Well, your physical life here on earth uh, your possessions might be worse today because Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I tell you what, you can't get a better life than walking with Jesus. Amen? That's true. And again, the main thing that we can do when we mess up, we confess it and we go on. It's the truth that will set you free. Not my opinion, your opinion, Fernando. I appreciate your opinions, you know. It's the truth. And when we we try to sidestep the truth, you know. Say, get really close to telling the truth, but not telling the truth. That's still lying, right? Yeah. 
And a lie is one thing tough about a lie is it's hard to remember it. You know? I can stand the other day and tell you how great a football player I was in high school. I can tell you how I injured my left leg, my knee, on homecoming night, my senior year. And right now I can tell you how great I was. I mean, I was a probably awesome. You think, man, pastor, well, I didn't know you played football. Well, I never said I played football. I was in the stand. I jumped up and down. We got a touchdown. I fell down and twisted my knee. But I can present it in such a way they think, wow, he must be awesome. Amen? <laughs> now, did I lie to you? I deceived you because I knew what you were thinking. A football game, homecoming night, injured my leg. Oh, man, pastor. But no, I just twisted the thing just enough to make me look good. If I can say, someone said, wow, what's wrong with your knee? I fell down during a football game watching it, and I heard it. Now I'm not deceiving anybody that way. Well, Satan will come in and he'll just try to take the word of God and he'll try to twist it on you. You know, and you recognize it today, but tomorrow he'll try it a little bit different. He'll get so close to the word that, man, you have to know what the word is. Have to be in that word, hear that voice, not to fall for it. You know, Carol's told you all before her mama used to work at the bank. And uh, that's why I married her. I thought she owned a bank. <laughs> she worked there. But the best way to watch out for false money, we know now, is what? Look at the real thing. There's so much fake money out there that you can have. Uh, the only way to recognize it is study, study, study the $2 bill or the true $10 bill, whatever it might be. And how do we prevent ourselves from being brought into a false doctrine? By studying the Word of God. Like we said earlier in Joshua, you know, hey, do what you want to do, man. But for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And in order to serve the Lord, I need His Word. I need to hear Him. I want to, I want to know who I'm doing. And He warns me up front that He hasn't changed. Satan hasn't changed a bit. You know, this version says, slaughter, still kill and destroy. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's meant to destroy you. To hurt you. We have to watch out for that. Amen? And one of the best ways, and we'll jump into John. Uh, no, I think it's Matthew. Hang on a second. I think I said Matthew. I want to make sure. It works a lot better. We're all in the same book. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Uh, chapter 4. His word is given to us just to help strengthen us and uh, to help us to follow Him, help us to have His peace in our life, help us not to fall for the lies and schemes of the devil. And He's out there. I mean, he, He's very schemy, but he's not, he's not as powerful in the Word of God. But Jesus in chapter 4 of Matthew he had been on this earth for 30 years and he just got baptized. He's getting ready to start his ministry, getting ready to do the work for the Lord, for God. So he goes and becomes baptized and said the Spirit of the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. And then it says in verse 1, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. 
And the tempter came and said to him, If ye are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him into the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If ye are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you. And all the hands they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, On the other hand, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said, Go, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Amen? Amen. So, I'm going to talk about worship for a few minutes. And not worship, fasting. Don't leave. If Jesus needed to do something in order to be victorious, don't we also have to do the same? Amen? You know, we are blessed that we have the name of Jesus, we have His blood to speak, we have the Holy Spirit with us. But He had it also. He had His name. But He he went out and He fasted for 40 days preparing Himself. Now, he fasted some food, not water. He drank water. I know a lot of people say, ah, you can't live more than five days without any moisture in your body. You'd be dead. Okay? So he fasted food for 40 days, preparing himself. Did he know the devil was going to come after him? Oh, I imagine he did. Because Christ is sent here to defeat him. So you know his opponent isn't going to lay around. He's going to be ready to duke it out. And he knew that he had the power to overcome the devil through the Holy Spirit and through his prayers and through fasting to be strengthened to hear that voice of God. And a lot of folks say, man, I wish I could hear God's voice. Or what is his direction for my life? Or what is my purpose? Well, this is an awesome thing for you. Fast. Take your physical body under submission. Make it submit itself to you. You have a choice. You can either be a slave to your Holy Spirit with you or you can be a slave to your body. And for 99% of us at one time, maybe even now, we are a slave to our body. We do what our body wants to do. I believe Paul says, the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. I believe that's what he says. Do you ever have a thing you want to do? Man, man victorious. And your body says, let's do this. And you didn't want to do it, did you? That old stinking flesh led you down the road again. We can blame that flesh, but really we have to look at ourselves. How bad do you want change in your life? How, 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 how much do you want to be different in your life? I don't care who you are. I think we all want to be different yet. I don't think anybody say, Oh, I'm done. God don't need to work with me anymore. I'm perfect. Look at that. I got a perfect nose, you know. 
there's always something in our life that we want to be different. And Jesus shows that He went out and he fasted. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and fast 40 days and 40 nights. Understand that. But He went out and prepared Himself. And look what Satan did. After 40 days, he came to Jesus and says, Huh, if you are the Son of God, command these stones become bread. Why would he say that? Well, the Scripture before said that Jesus became hungry. Can you imagine that? Why would he become hungry? Because that ate for 40 days, right? And Satan knew his weakness at that point. Ah, you're the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And that's another reason you knew that he did drink water. Otherwise, the scriptures say, hey, he'd become thirsty. First thing you want, you can't eat if you've got a dry mouth. You ever try to eat crackers? You've got to have that moisture, okay? Otherwise, he'd say, hey, command this rock to give you water. But to turn these stones into bread. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What is in your life today that you're trying to break the habit of? What is there that you, that you're addicted to something? It could be anything. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be shopping. It could be anything in your life. And then you've tried and you've tried. And boy, you do good for a few days. Back up again. Here you go. I'm telling you, it's the same here. Fast. Fasting goes three days, five days, seven days, 24 hours, 12 hours, okay? Uh, one thing that the scriptures does show you, you don't scrap, you don't fast during a battle, okay? And so, if you're going to have a battle coming up, you fast before the battle, but during the battle, you take food in for strength, okay? Uh, yeah, it's, we have a feast back here, you know. Yeah. And that, 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 it's going to happen. When you declare a, a, a fast, and you're going to get all these phone calls, you know. Chuck will call you, or Ned will call you, hey, I just put you a, a cow, I got prime rib cooking, you know. I just, uh... well, God will understand, you know, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just seems like the more you want to get closer, he'll, he'll, he'll come and try to tempt you on that. Amen. But what is it you, you want to... You want to get broken from, you can be set free from. Uh, one thing that fasting, the, the number one thing I believe fasting does to you, it humbles yourself. When the Bible says in Second Chronicles, if my people call by my name will humble themselves, he's talking about fasting, humble them. Okay, taking taking uh, charge of your body. Okay, I mean, if you want to overcome anything in your life right now, like man, I got to break this thing, and you can't bypass a candy bar. Or cheeseburger, man, you have a hard time overcoming a thing you want to be set free from. So let's oh wait, let me think of something. Let's say, let's say, I'll use myself. Twenty-five years ago, set free from smoking. You know, you heard the story. I won't go down the same road again. But the thing of it is, if I knew then what I knew now, before. I cried out to the Lord. I could have called it a fast. And every time my body would say, hey, I need a cigarette. I would say, keep behind me, Satan. Man don't live on tobacco alone. 
but for every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Look at the strength that would give me. If I want, hey, get behind me. That temptation, get behind me. Speaking of that word, man, help set me free. Uh, fasting. When you, when, you, when you take that body, say, buddy, I'm going to take you under submission to me. And you get into fasting. It could be a 12-hour fast, 24, whatever you're called to do or you want to do. You're more heightened to the voice of the Lord. You're more heightened to understanding the Scriptures. You know, because you ever eat and you get sleepy and fall asleep? You know, we learned a long time ago, go in Virginia, see our son, I don't eat going down the road anymore. Because I can sleep halfway down the road and wake up and not know where I'm at. Okay? So if I don't eat, I'm more alert. Oh, wow. That's the same way. It, 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 it takes control of our physical for the spiritual part of it, our spirit, to more open to understanding. Man, I don't understand what to do next. I'm going to fast today. I'm going to seek you and that you'll give me wisdom and guidance what I need to do next. And He does that. He does that. He strengthens us that way. And I know that maybe to the degree that fasting is... I don't mean it the wrong way. I lost art. But it's a lost part of the body. And Jesus never asked us to fast. He assumed we'd gone to. Because he would say, now when you fast, don't don't go out there and walk around and say, oh, I'm fasting today. Oh, yeah. Hey, you want a cheeseburger, french fries? No, I wish I could. But I'm fasting. You know, I made brownies. Okay, I'll break fast. <laughs> no. Now, don't get me wrong. You can tell. I mean, folks, if you're at somebody's house and they offer you a piece of pie, you say, oh, no thanks. You can say, oh, not today. I'm fasting. So you're not bragging about it. You're not trying to get attention and stuff. But that way, you're not hurting their feelings. Thinking, boy, you don't like my food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been fasting 46 years. <laughs> I know. But it just, to take this body, so I'm going to listen to you today. You want a cheeseburger? I'm going to, you're going to eat cod. Okay, well, I'm eating vegetables today. I'm not eating what I want to. You know, whatever that craving you have, as we learn to take control of our physical body, you know, sin takes place in the physical body, right? I mean, whatever we want to do, so we won't, as we learn to take control of that, we won't fall into the temptation. We won't do what we don't want to do because we'll learn to control it. Thought life? Oh. Submission. How? Fasting. Renewing your mind and the Word of God. See? It's an amazing thing. And we showed you a couple of weeks ago in Tennessee when that governor declared a prayer and fast for that day. He said, let's humble ourselves. Think of that. Can you imagine what takes place as a church humbles themselves fast and say, hey, okay, there's no chicken this Sunday after service. You know? But that's what Jesus was, did. He, he fasted. He was prepared. Because if you're following G, uh, Jesus, the devil is going to come after you. He's going to try somehow to tempt you. He wants to, he wants to trip you up. Mm. Now, it says here, if you're the Son of God, command that these stones be made become bread. Now, could Jesus turn a stone into bread? Yeah, I mean, he could speak to it very easily, okay? But then, he would have done the opposite of what he did. He, he prepared himself 
to take on the lies and the threats of the devil to set you and me free. He said, listen, man don't live on bread alone. Otherwise, he's saying, yeah, we eat bread, right? But we survive on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God because this word is given to us for nourishment and strength and to be victorious, to overcome the things that's very challenging to us. You know, I know many of us, every one of us at one time now said, man, I wish I could do things differently. Man, why do I keep doing the same thing over again? Well, there can be a lot of reasons for it, but one thing that you can do to give you the strength is declare your own fast. So I'm going to fast for 12 hours, 24 hours. I'm not going to eat any, I'm not going to eat any sweets this week, you know? And when you get that craving that reminds you to pray more, speak to the Lord. Uh, you, you can't go on a diet and cause, cause it to be a fast. If you're doing it for one purpose only, and that is to, to lose weight. But you can declare a fast for your body, your temple, if you want to make it more healthier for service to, to the king. You know, I declare, I'm not going to eat nothing this week, God, because this sugar attacks my joints. I can't move my elbows. I can't hardly lift my hand to praise you, Lord. So I'm going to fast sugar this week. I might drop a few pounds. It ain't going to hurt me. But I won't have to attack my body anymore. Sugar is the number one thing that feeds cancer. I understand that. That is one thing that person you should always just cut that out right then. If you can cut it out now, to best more you can cut that out, the better your body is. Number two is alkaline, apple cider vinegar. Get a habit of consuming a couple of tablespoons of that a day. Cancer cannot survive in an alkaline environment. So I don't know why I said that, but. <coughs> And the devil, in verse 5, took Jesus into the holy city and had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus said to him, On the other hand it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Now I think at times we do that when we step outside the Word of God and we do things that we know we should not be doing. Oh, God, God's got me covered. I know I shouldn't be doing this here, but He's got me covered. Did He just say, don't tempt God? Yeah. Now we've all been there. Well, I'm not going to take confessions today. But we've all stepped out and, and said, oh, he, He's got me covered. I'm a child of God. You know, he says, Psalms 91, the angel's been around me, and, and he's going to protect me and stuff. But as we follow his and speak out his word, he's got us covered. But when we step out and do some stupid stuff, I mean, can you imagine me being in an airplane, I'm going to go skydiving, say, so I'm going to jump out with Starkey, you need a parachute? No, I don't. <laughs> God's got me. Yeah, he has me, all right, but 30 seconds, I'll be in heaven with him. Like, uh, come on. Yeah. But we, Amen. I know. So we can do stupid stuff not on purpose. God's got us covered. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're still walking with Him. Can be some results, but when we say, "Well, I try to do," I'm going out in front of this car. Watch me. Well, Pastor, if you do that, you know God's with you. If He hits, if you get ran over, you know God ain't with you. Boom. Well, it used to be a, a church of a past snakes around. Yeah, man. You ever see a snake in here? Watch out. I'm shooting it, okay? 
some, but, but they would. Hey, if you're a believer, it says right here, even if you get bit by a snake, it won't harm you. So here, here. Here, Becky. Now, is that not tempting the Lord thy God? Now, did Brother Paul get bit by a snake? Now, when he's on the island of Papas, Malta, Malta, yeah, that's where our dog come from. When he was in Malta, did you see him building a fire for those who he was watching? He said, hey man, there's a snake, come here, hey, come here, come here. No, he was building a fire to help people with serving God, serving the Lord. And he reached down to make the fire and he got bit by a viper. I mean, this is a poisonous snake. He should have been dead. He shook it off and kept on going. He wasn't tempting God. In the process of serving the Lord, he said, hey, listen, I got you covered. He said, man, if you drink something poisonous, I got you covered. He didn't say pass poison around. Amen? See, he'll try to get in your head have you try to do things. Satan will to prove that God is who He is. And folks, we know God is who He is. He doesn't prove nothing to us. So we got to watch out the, the twisting what the devil does to us. But he says, yeah, in verse 8, Again, the devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms, the world, and the glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Now that time, again today, Satan is the god of this world. Of the earth. Not the god of us, we're born again. So it's all, it's all in his hands. He, Listen, I'm going to give you all this stuff. If you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Go, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. But then the devil left him. And behold, the angels came begin to minister him. The devil hasn't changed any. And so today we run into this op- this situation. He said, listen, come work for me and, and I'm going to pay you really well. And man, you can buy that house, you can buy them cars, you can do all this stuff. But we're going to do is against God. I own it all. Satan says, but I just need you to sign on here. You can still go to church. <laughs> you can go to church, yes. And Jesus said, hey, listen. Worship. You shall worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. And folks, we got to recognize that. The devil hasn't changed any. He'll do whatever he can to get you in a snare. He'll get you in a compromising position. And then, he, then he's going to control you. And worship God only. Put Him first in your life. Do as He instructs. He promises, man, I will meet your needs. Amen? Your needs. And He even gives us bonuses. But the devil, He'll have you looking at your neighbors or somebody else and look at them. Look what they have. And you're following Jesus and this is what you got? He's come on over here. Help me out here a little bit. And boy, it can be tempting, you know that? I'll just run over real quick. I'll work. Oh, I'll do this for six months. I'll get all this money. I'll buy me a nice car. Then I'll get back out of it. 
And it doesn't work that way. Getting back out is pretty tough, you know. You can get out of it, but the next thing you know, you're you got the front page of the newspaper and the uh, devil's like, oh, look what I got. But you know what you do then? Yep. He took my shame away. That was me. I fell away from the Lord. I took my life back in my own hands. Yeah, I did that. Yep, 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 I'm stupid. God forgive me. I'm sorry. And you know what? He forgives you. He forgives you. The devil try to get you to hide on the rock somewhere. Oh, he will. Oh, you can't do this thing. Isn't he a liar? God will never tell you you can't do this thing. One thing he'll tell you you can't do it without him. Because our own strength can't, can't do anything very long. But I'm telling you what, we've all fallen. We've got to get back up again. We've fallen and get back up again. Closer to Him and hear His voice. Don't get led out by a false shepherd. You know? There's a lot of false shepherds out there. A lot of false... And he, he, the, the devil uses the voices of some very powerful people to speak into our lives, trying to convince us that what they're saying is true. Trying to say what you believe, what you follow, you have the Word of God. Listen, that was back then. This is different now. Times have changed. He'll continue to offer you food, offer you riches, offer you anything that you want to have. The devil will. But in order to receive that, you have to go against what the Word of God says. And you don't want that. Anything you gain on this earth is only for temporary service. You know that, don't you? Yeah, it's just for temporary. Hey, nothing wrong with a new car. Nothing wrong with a new house. That's cool. Just don't worship it. You know what I'm saying? Don't compromise your position to get that. You know. And if you, you know, if you walked in in the world for 50 years, you got this vast fortune in the bank account now that you got while you're doing that. Hey, relieve you from the guilt. Bring it to me. God says it. The riches of the wicked is stashed up for the righteous. So all that time you walk with the devil, he's going to use that money for all that kind of stuff, and you get born again. Now you take that, what God rescued you from, and what the devil meant for evil, he's going to do that money here, here. And you use it for God's kingdom. Amen. But fasting, we'll talk more about fasting next week. But it's just uh, amazing that the Master did that, and whatever Satan was trying to use to tempt him, that he could break free from it, speak against it. And same in your life today, whatever it is, whatever you've been trying, man, through prayer and fasting and ending his word. And a lot of times also with that, I just turn away from it. <laughs> you know? I mean, I can sit down here now and, and not eat nothing, but sit right down in the middle of whatever I want to get set free from. And I'm sitting in the middle of it. I'm saying, well, I'm following Jesus. But I'm sitting in the middle of it. How far do you think my flesh will go before I fall into temptation? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to fall. You know, but I'm still weak. I'm a new creation. It could be a day I can come back into that place where I was rescued from and help others. But for right now, mm, I need to get over here somewhere. I need to do what... Oh, oh. 
that you guys are doing. Fellowship. I need other believers to encourage me on. And when I fall to there, pick me back up again. And there's I am not a mistake. I'm not I'm not a waste. I'm not a bunch of glue, a goop. I didn't descend from a monkey that was made in the image of God. He made me because he loves me. He wanted to be in fellowship with me. He's forgiven me of my sins. Oh my he wants me to hang out with him. And then let other people know about him. His love and forgiveness for each and every one of us and to follow Him. He wants us to spoil the deeds of the devil. We do that through our prayers and walking away. Amen? Amen.